Are you guys there? I'm here. Okay. Ch- and um, it's Tracy. And hi. And uh, Chastity. Let's get this. Let's do this. Chas, you here? Hey, I'm here. Okay. Hello, well, before we, before we get started, um, I have to share something. It's really great news. And I'm so proud of Chastity. Um, she is just, she's a natural at this. Um, I feel like we're kindred souls. And um, she's an amazing person and just has a heart of gold and, and has the same passion as me to um, just seek justice and, and find the truth. And um, anyway, she's been interning under me and studying her little butt off. Um, she's gone with me on some other cases uh, that don't have anything to do with Swift. And she's just so amazing at this. And yesterday she passed her private investigators exam and she will be working under me. She'll be getting her license and she will actually be a legitimate private investigator. So she is, yay, yeah, (laughs) she's passed passed that test and, and it's not, it's not an easy test to pass. She passed it on her first try and, um, I did not pass on my first try. So, but she, man, she was, she had flashcards and, um, it's just studying her butt off and I'm so proud of her. So thank you, Chastity. I'm so yep. proud of you. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're proud thank of you. you guys. I'm thank you. you. But okay. So, um, Chas, you weren't able to join us yesterday because you were taking your test, but we were there in Dyersburg and, um, we went and talked to a witness in person that, that we had spoken to previously on the phone. And, uh, so we got some of that information in person, and and we really felt that that was um, was pretty important information, and we still feel that way. But it's just amazing how much information that we've gotten in the last twenty four hours. And, Isn't it though? Uh, my head is spinning. It really is. You know, it seems like um, you know, and I don't. I'm sure a lot of you have seen some. Um, some exchanges between myself and a sheriff's deputy on the post uh, just a few minutes ago. And he asked me, you know, why do we take this to social media instead of to the proper authorities? And I want to address that because, um, first of all, it has been going to the proper authorities. And um, originally, you know, I was taking it there to the local authorities and, um, and, 
I'm not going to comment too much on that. I'm just going to say that um, at some point pretty early on, I decided not to do that anymore. And um, I started uh, sending it over to the FBI rather than um, the authorities there in Dyersburg. And I can't say what the FBI is or is not doing in this case. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I got a little excited. <laughs> things are, things are like, um, but I can't say what they are or are not doing. All I can say is that they do have my case file um, in its entirety. And that pretty much they've gotten everything that I've gotten in real time. Um, so, you know, I have not held back any sort of evidence from uh, law enforcement in any way, shape or form. But, you know, because I mean, when it when it comes down to it, we are investigators and, you know, we we get out there, we get our hands dirty. And, um, you know, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, in, in other cases that I've worked in stuff that, you know, law enforcement, they have a lot of cases to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that one of the perks of hiring a private investigator, although we don't always see eye to eye with law enforcement, is that when, when we're hired, we focus on that case, you know, and that case becomes our priority. You know, it's, it's all about that case. And, you know, if I'm working one or two cases or three cases, that's one thing, but you know, with law enforcement, a lot of times they don't have the resources to deal with everything going on. So cases fall through the cracks. They have to prioritize. Um, and that doesn't always mean, it, it doesn't always mean they're corrupt. And I'm not saying in this case whether they are or aren't, um, but I'm saying that there are actually cases um, in, in jurisdictions everywhere that just fall through the cracks because they don't have the resources. So that's why um, I think, you know, hiring a PI, having PIs in general is such a valuable thing because the families of the victims or whoever can hire them to, to focus on that case and to go out there and to gather the information, to knock on doors and to just uh, tirelessly work on, you know, finding out what the hell happened and, so that's what we do, and that's what um, that's what our passion is. Uh, so you know, like cases like this one, um, when when we take cases like this, it becomes our life. We eat, sleep, and drink it, and and breathe it, and it's it's everything. And um, I mean, I'll get calls and uh, text messages and Facebook messages all hours of the night, and and take them. You know, two, three o'clock in the morning, somebody's calling me saying, sorry to call you so late, but I really felt like you needed to know this. And I'm telling them, don't apologize. You know, I'm, I mean, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, I'm available. I will take your call. I will take your tip. So uh, that being said, you know, we were in Dyersburg yesterday and we, uh, and we did talk to this witness. And then Today, um, as many of you know, I, I made a post just, it was, I guess, kind of an inspirational um, post and, you know, just kind of um, uh, saying, you know, that I don't know how long I'll be on this planet, but I want to leave this planet a better place than how I found it. And 
Um, and somebody read that and said that it, it touched them and they decided, you know, you know, they, they prayed about it and they felt like they could trust me. So, um, I did have a conversation with somebody today and I, I'm actually nervous about this podcast. I don't get nervous often, but right now I, I've really been just kind of back and forth in my mind, you know, how much should I share? I don't want to, um, uh, expose anybody or put anybody in danger. Um, this is a murder investigation. And, um, you know, I, I remember one of the first cases I worked when it kind of just hit me, like, this is real life. These are, this is, this is a real murder investigation. These are real victims. Um, and the murderers are still out there walking around free. They killed once and they will do it again if they have to, to keep a secret. And, you know, when you, um, as we have, you know, insert yourself into an investigation like this and say, you know, and kind of go out there publicly and, and solicit, um, leads and uh, start talking to people, you know, it's like, um, it's just a matter of time, you know, before, you know, the people that you're looking at, know that you're looking at them or you're looking for them. So it is dangerous. It's very dangerous. And we have to be mindful of that. But with uh, this individual who I was exchanging comments with earlier, who said, you know, why aren't you taking this to the proper authorities, which I've already answered, I am taking this to the proper authorities. But additionally, um, when I was speaking with the FBI agent that I, that I was, um, communicating with early on, I asked him, uh, how he felt about, how he felt about it. If I went to the media with the information that I get, you know, and he encouraged me, he said, I, I'm all about that. He said, you know, some law enforcement officers, some FBI agents, you know, some people don't like that, but he said, I personally think it's a great idea. And I do too, because Public knowledge is power, and there's power in numbers, and there are people who are afraid to come forward, and when they see that so many other people are coming forward, then, you know, then they start little by little, they start kind of getting the courage. They, they see us all standing together arm in arm, you know, just standing strong and, and not backing down and not letting them, you know, bully us or intimidate us or, you know, scare us back into hiding. Um, when they see that, then they start to come out. And so the information that we get is, I feel as time goes on, it's, it's more and more powerful. It's, it's more put together, you know? And so I feel like at this point, you know, we've gotten bits and pieces in the past, you know, we, we've kind of gotten an idea of, of the who, you know, you know, the players behind it. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of been like, but what, you know, why, you know, and, and we're trying to figure this out, you know, we're trying to piece it together. And I feel like this, um, this witness that came forward today, um, really pieced a lot of it together for us. And, um, it just made a lot of sense. And I made a comment earlier about Cade Tinkle 
And I apologize um, if that, because I was being very vague and I did that on purpose. And a lot of times when I put a post out, I'm putting it out because I know they're watching and I want them to know that we know. That is my main purpose in that post. Um, the information that we got today uh, is has been put in um, somebody I trust's hands and is going to the FBI in um, a tangible form, not just like via, you know, I, you know, the cloud or email or whatever, but is literally being walked into the T or walked into the FBI tomorrow. And um, I can only hope, you know, that they're going to look at this and be like, oh my God, we need to get in there now. I mean, this is serious. This is serious shit. Um, my head was spinning today. Um, with all the information that was just, I, f I feel like it was just, I mean, almost dumped on me. And, and, um, you know, I, the funny thing is, it's like, you know, for the last almost year, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know what happened to Karen. I want to know who did this. I want to know. And for a split second, I was like, I don't know if I really wanted to know that. Um, it's, it's pretty um, I believe it's credible. And the person I was speaking to, um, I made her repeat herself many times. And um, she was very detailed. I, I believe, I believe that she is, um, I believe she, she has the answer more so than anybody else that we've spoken to up to this point. And, um, does anybody, does anybody have anything they want to say? I feel like I'm just rambling right now. Yeah, I just, I don't know what you're going to say as far as what we, what we know, but I would just encourage if the Swift children are listening to, to not just um, maybe not listen. I not today. Yeah, not today. Not today. Not today. Did I say, have I, did I say something about a deputy? <laughs> okay, well, I just got a message, uh, you know, correcting me saying, but I don't believe I said that. So I, I'm just going to skip over it. Sorry. Um, if I, if I did, then I'm sorry. I was, I, I, I've been corrected. I stand corrected. This person's not a deputy, but anywho, um, Okay, he was a deputy. I don't guess he's a deputy anymore is maybe what they're trying to say. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But so my head is spinning with this information. And um, I've always felt from the very beginning, I know um, when when did when was exactly was the, the Tinkle incident? I, I have a file. By the way, Tracy, I believe I left my Tinkle file in your car. Um, I, okay. I had it yesterday. Now I can't find it, but, um, cause I was trying to find it earlier because it came up in the conversation. And, um, so yeah, I had put his name in that post and, um, you know, of course I, I knew that it was going to, I, I knew it was going to get some attention and I knew, I knew that, um, I would probably hear from his mom and I mean, she was on it. It was pretty quick and she's, you know, wanted to know why his name was in that. And I know it was very vague and, um, 
and my purpose in putting in there, like I said before, is just that I kind of wanted to put the message out there like, yo, we know, you know, um, we, we have information. And I always kind of felt like, um, so the tinkle thing, Chastity, do you remember exactly, do you remember what year that happened? That was after Karen. Yeah. Yes, it was after Karen, but I don't, I do not recall exactly what year. Okay. Well, I always felt like, I always felt like somehow it was connected. And, um, and so I had gotten, you know, the, the, all the documents from the court. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, exactly how, um, I've had some theories and some ideas just based on some of the information that we've gotten. But today, again, like I said, this witness kind of brought things together just a little bit more. And, um, so that being said, I think that I, I want to at least mention a common denominator and it's a person. And a lot of you may know this name. And I think a lot of you may know, uh, without me even saying where we're going with this, but the name is Charlie Cook. And, uh, I'm going to pause and see if my, my team has anything to say right now. I think Tracy and I are afraid to say anything because we might say something that we shouldn't say right now at this point. Yeah. Um, it's, it is sensitive and I'm, and like I said, I'm really nervous about this one. Um, like I told the person I was, uh, exchanging, you know, posts, comments with earlier, um, you know, he said, well, you know, why are you taking this to social media? Um, I think we just really need the public to get involved at this point. Um, you know, because there is power in numbers and there are people out there that know. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to go just exposing our witnesses, which is why I'm so reserved and why, you know, I was nervous about this podcast. Um, I also don't want to, you know, dangle a carrot in front of everybody and be like, yeah, you know, we have information and then be like, but we can't tell you what it is. Um, so, you know, without exposing anybody, without putting anybody in danger, you know, we just, um, I think the best way really to, to say it is just that I think, I think many of you know about the, um, nightmare sociopath that Charlie Cook was in that town. Um, the things that he did to women and how he somehow happened to get away with everything. The fact that he was an informant for the sheriff's department. Um, Can I interrupt here for a moment? Yes, of course, please. <laughs> Cade, Cade was June 2017. Okay, right. Okay, so it's a good, it's a good six years. Um, is that right? And she was found December. She was killed. Yeah, a uh, little under six years from the Karen Swift incident. Um, but if the information that we're receiving is accurate which I just really feel that it is. I, I felt really good about this witness today. Um, 
my, I mean, everything in me told me that she is telling me the truth. And if it's accurate, then the common denominator between Karen Swift and Cade is Charlie Cook. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Are we getting any comments? Anything? Uh, anybody want to say anything? Um, as, as a matter of fact. I think we're just totally speechless at this point. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, been an overload. I mean, information overload. I mean, honestly, if y'all could be inside my head right now, I mean, I'm telling you, it's just the information today. I, I can't, e I can't even, I mean, those, <laughs> I just can't even, I, it's so much bigger and so much worse than I really ever could have imagined. And the players involved, um, If what we've pieced together is accurate, then I will say that um, I know there's been a lot of um, talk about the Halloween party and, you know, and I still feel like there is some, I don't know if I want to say connection or there, there is some truth to all this, you know, to the, to the things that, that, that we've that we've mentioned the, <clears throat> the altercation that that's been verified by many witnesses, stuff like that. You know, those are the things that we've always wanted to be looked at, you know, very, very closely. But at the same time, you know, even though it may be loosely connected and, and somehow, um, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just got a comment um, or a text message. Um, this has kind of taken us in another direction, which still involves some of the same players, but brings in some other players and um, could possibly be changing the motive entirely. So... I guess that's all I can say about that right now. Tracy. I was like, and we're in silence again. <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying to unmute myself. And I, I'm having trouble. The got in the way. You know, it's funny because usually we're all like, you know, we've all got so much I'm to say. We're tripping over bit. each other. I know. It's, you know it's <laughs> and right now y'all just leaving me out here hanging by myself. And I'm just kind of like, okay. Seriously. Well, um, <laughs> you're doing a great job. You're doing a good job. You're doing a um, great job of making yourself a big fat target mm -hmm. with a bullseye on your back. <laughs> go, <laughs> <No>. go, <Heather>. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I just, now I've totally forgot what I was going to say. I did have a comment and I was trying to unmute myself and it's like, oh, about all the new people that are coming on. It's not that all the old people are gone, please. Don't no. let anybody think that. Um, no. The old people are not gone. No. New people coming on were, were actually probably dire county, county residents. 
could already tell you all this anyway. Mm -hmm. So many of them, and it's been in the rumor mill, but many of them were scared to come out. And now they're really coming out, Mm -hmm. really telling it. And, uh, and we're getting back. And those people that have said something are, as we are talking, um, confirmation is coming in from other people. And I feel like, that's, so, like I said, that's kind of what this was today. It was like, and, and, and I got to tell you too, um, something that was very interesting and I almost felt like it was divine was that as I was interviewing this woman, she, she gave me some names of people involved in covering it up. And she tells me these names, which I've heard these names before, and I've heard them in connection with this case. But when she said the names, literally, almost instantly, I got a Facebook message from somebody, and it was a list of names of people covering this up, and it was the same names, and it was somebody completely different, and they don't even know each other, and the person that sent me the list of names didn't know I was talking to this person, or talking to anybody for that matter. Um, so exactly, exactly. I just, and that's happening right now. Yep. I just about fell over. In fact, my videographer was, um, standing behind me and I, I looked at him and I showed him the text message and I'm like, well, if that's not divine, I don't know what is. So, um, it's pretty intense. And I, I really do feel that God has his hand on this investigation and, um, and I really do feel like we are. Um, I, feel I like think we are we're honest. at the we, end of this, this portion mm-hmm. of the investigation. And I think we're, we're just kind of at the end of it yeah. on, on who mm-hmm. now we still have to somehow get the information confirmed and all that and given. But well, I don't think FBI, really that, but, you know, the confirmation side of, of it all. Um, first of all, this case, if it's ever to be tried and convicted, it relies almost entirely on circumstantial evidence because anything that was not obtained within a six month, probably window, um, you know, through warrants, uh, is going to be unattain- unobtainable now. It's it's lost. It's gone. Phone records, anything like that is gone. It will never, ever be available again. Um, so, just, you know, regardless of who is indicted and who goes to trial, this case is, is going to rely completely on circumstantial evidence. Um, so... The people who have this information, the people who are coming to us now, and and I just want to say, I, from the bottom of my heart, I am so just grateful and honored that these people, you know, trust in me enough to contact me and, you know, and, and they're putting their lives, they're trusting me with their lives. This is stuff that they have kept to themselves for eight years because they were afraid to say anything to anybody and they're coming to me with it now. And I have to really think about that before I, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I don't want to 
I don't want to put anybody in danger, but it's a very delicate situation. It's like, okay, what do I do with this? Um, because you right, know, and and but also we are putting our lives on the line too. Well, we we're the ones. Um, we're the ones who have kind of just stepped out, you know, into the light and, and we're the ones saying, you know, okay, come on, come on, let's go. We're the, we're the ones, you know, that are just kind of encouraging everybody to, um, to follow. Okay. I need to know if people can hear us because I've got a comment here saying that they can't hear. Um, okay. Here's a, ch Oh, okay. The chat. Um, all right. Patty Jackson says, Oh wow. Charlie cook never thought about him. Uh, Sandy cross says, I appreciate you apologizing about Cade. He was a very sweet guy and his parents are fine people. Um, I agree, Sandy, you know, I didn't know Cade. I know he had some problems, but um, from what I've heard about Cade, you know, he had a big heart and, um, from what I understand, he was arrested for standing up for somebody against Charlie Cook. And that is what put him. Right. A couple people actually. Well, but that's what I was told. Yeah. That's what put him in jail the night that he died. So Melody says she can hear us just fine. Okay. So that's good. That's good. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people have probably heard, um, that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this, but, uh, you know, throughout this investigation, many, many times there's been talk of a video and I think that there was maybe just some confusion about who had the video, who videoed it, you know, so on and so forth. And um, I think Charlie Cook is our answer to that question. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. That's a good word. We'll just, we're <laughs> going to start at this point using the word allegedly mm -hmm. with everything we say. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, um, anyway, I, let's see, no, Cade was arrested for public intoxication charge. He was walking down the street and officers, officer saw him who knew him and he was out of it. That's Bob, that's Bobby Byram who, uh, by the looks of his, um, default picture looks like he may be uh, law enforcement, but, um, okay. I don't, I mean, maybe he was arrested another time for, for attacking Charlie cook. I don't know if that was a different, maybe that was a different incident. Um, but he had, you know, from what I've been told, been, uh, arrested for, for attacking Charlie cook. Anybody Chas, do you have any info on that or no? I don't. No. Mm -mm. 
Okay. Well, let me apologize to everyone because we um, this is so new to us. We really haven't had a chance to go back and confirm and research it. So we're kind of still in um, in stunned mode, in processing mode. So we, yes. okay, we're well, figuring out I where mean, to there's, go. Now you've got some male saying, no, that's wrong. That telling, saying to Bobby, it's wrong. That's wrong. I don't know. I mean, Bobby's law enforcement, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to get in the middle of that because you know, like Tracy just said, we haven't been able to confirm that. But I will say that I did speak with um with a family member of um Cade's today who did confirm that that um that Cade had uh, stood up for some of the girls against Charlie Cook. So that did happen, and that was supposedly confirmed. And you know, we also have to keep in mind that um, there is a pending lawsuit of, um, uh, so, so, I mean, that's also kind of sensitive because we really, you know, um, have to be careful, you know, not to say or do anything that's going to um, affect that lawsuit. Uh, I don't know where they're at with it. I did oh. actually try to get a hold of, um, I, I, I did talk to the attorney that represents uh, Rhonda Tinkle in the beginning of this. And, um, he had just said he couldn't talk to me about it right now because it, you know, because it's an ongoing lawsuit. Uh, and I respect that, but, um, you know, I'll say this, I, I'm not scared to say this. I mean, this is not a civil matter. I mean, wrongful death absolutely is a civil matter, but what is going on and what went on, like the FBI needs to get their freaking asses in there like now <laughs> like right now um this is this is just too much so, agreed but i'm glad your badass is saying it and not my little wimpy ass <laughs> i was taking a drink <laughs> i was taking a drink when you said that and i was trying not to spit i was i was trying not to baptize my keyboard when you said that <laughs> oh my god okay let me rephrase that not my wimpy ass we'll take little out of the equation <laughs> hey look uh you know we're we all bleed the same you know none of us are invincible um so i don't know but Let's see. Does anybody have, I, I'm reading the comments here. Um, we've got somebody says too much corruption in this small town. Um, who is Charlie Cook? What's, what significance does he have in Dyer County? Um, Charlie Cook was convicted, um, not too long ago. It's, what's it been, um, Maybe it's, I mean, it's less than a year because I remember talking to some of his victims. And when, when I first started getting the leads, the, the, uh, tips on Charlie Cook, I was kind of putting them to the side, you know, just because, um, they weren't, they, they really didn't seem, it seemed like a whole other issue to me. Um, I couldn't really see the connection. Um, but Hey, can you guys can't see each other's comments, right? I think I'm the only person that can see these comments. Um, so I guess I probably need to read some of them, but 
Um, I was going through there trying to figure out where you figure out where you were. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, we have one poster, and I don't know if I should actually see. Patty Patty Jackson says, um, "Tammy, Google Charlie. He's a monster." Uh, Charlie Cook is a woman beater, among other things. Uh, That's Angie Williams. and Patty says her friend was his last victim. Do we know, can, can anybody say how many victims did Charlie have that we know of? Oh goodness. I don't know. I know the counts on up there though. It's, it's you have, crazy. You have women it's, in Dyer County. You have, um, from what I understand, I think there's a couple of them from Lauderdale County. It's crazy high. Um, yes. Uh, Angie Williams says she kicked him out before she became a victim. Um, enough to say he's a serial offender. Absolutely. Yes. But but here's the thing. This is what I was hearing from the victims is that, you know, when they would try to make reports, they were being turned away. Okay. Uh, Leslie says 17 victims that we know of. And more came forward later from other states. Um, another person says, just never connected him to Karen, uh, but we do know he's evil. Okay, so. Did she say other states? Yes, other states. I know that Illinois was one of them. Illinois was trying to indict him on, um, I don't know, to I, I don't know exactly, but from what I heard today, Illinois was one of the states. Um, but he is currently in jail. Here's, here's the bad thing about that. Here's, here's, here's the bad thing is that we just got word that, um, that he is up for parole. His hearing is October 10th. He has done less than two years. Um, when he went to court, he had done from what I've been told, about nine months, and it's only been coming up on a year. If on October 10th he is granted parole, he won't be let out until before Christmas, right before Christmas. But I think we should. I think we should contact Illinois. Well, I mean, you know, that's we can we can brainstorm about what we should do later. But here's the thing, you know, I don't want to mislead because the tip that came in. Was not that Charlie Cook killed Karen Swift. As a matter of fact, the tip that came in did not implicate Charlie Cook in that really at all, other than the fact of being present. Yeah. Um, and What it did was, see, Charlie Cook was an informant, and I guess I might as well just say it now. (laughs) I'm in too deep. Um, And supposedly, if our source is correct, he, his wire and body cam was still active. And it was all caught on video. So um, the person 
that we've spoken to is somebody who has seen that video and in turn knows exactly who killed Karen Swift. Now, does this look like a premeditation? Was she lured there with the intent of her being killed? Or was this like just happened? I, that's I, don't, kind of... I don't really know. Um, because, you know, I, I don't think from what this witness claims to have seen. And like I said, I just, I, I asked her the same questions over. I really, I made her repeat herself a lot and I made her start over. I made her back up. I made her describe to me exactly what she saw in the video, the background, you know, what's around Karen? What do you see behind Karen? And she was very detailed that it was in either a garage or a shed there were tools behind her. Um, she was standing and she was chained or cuffed to something. Uh, she wasn't against a wall, but something that was in the middle of the room. Um, it wasn't a big garage or shed. Uh, likely if it was a garage, it was like a one car garage. My thought is, and that's what she had originally said garage. And, and I said, could it have been a shed? It almost sounds like it could have been a shed by her description of it. But, um, that, that, um, and I, I just, I, I apologize, you know, because I feel like, you know, but, but I, I do want to say that um, that I have spoken with Karen's children and that I absolutely love and adore them. They are just mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, they are supportive of what I'm doing. And, you know, to this point, you know, eight years later, um you know, they know they're, they're old enough now, um, that they know that it's not going to be pretty, you know, they, they, they're kind of bracing themselves, but I think at this point, it's like, they just want the truth to come out. They don't care what it takes, you know, because I've spoke to them. I've, I've apologized to them, you know, and I've told them that, you know, anything that I have ever said about Karen Swift was never a judgment at all. by any means because Mm -hmm. you know first of all no man's sin stinks worse than the other Um, no I you know I I am not a perfect person um and and I'm very you know I'm very transparent with people about where I've been what kind of life I've lived um you know my training is God training life training um yes I do have the education but that is not what made me who I am. I've lived a, I've lived a pretty, pretty hard life myself. Um, so I relate with these people, you know, I relate with, I I relate with people. I can sit down 
with somebody struggling with addiction because I grew up around cocaine and, and I grew up around addicts. Um, you know, I can wrap my arms around somebody who's struggling with meth or heroin and, and they know I'm sincere. And I think that's part of why people will talk to me. Um, because unlike law enforcement, you know, I don't come in there with a badge, you know, just throwing my weight around and, and, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I think they just feel a lot less intimidated by me because I think they can sense that I'm not judging them. I would never judge anybody, period. Um, but I also believe that, you know, this, this particular situation, the people who are involved in this are getting away with this. They've been getting away with this for a long time. Karen is not the only victim. There is a lot more going on here than what meets the eye. The Karen Swift case is the tip of the iceberg. It is, it is only... What right, and we... Excuse me. We always felt like Karen was the first domino. And once that was solved, there would be a domino effect on um, all these other cases. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't, you know, we can't say that every single case is connected. We can't, we can't say they're all connected. Um, And, and they could all be very different in maybe the motive, um, so to speak. But, you know, Charlie Cook being, a common denominator between this case and Cade's case. I think if you dig a little bit deeper, another common denominator that you're going to see in a lot of this is informants. And I know that's probably leaving a lot of people scratching their heads and not really understanding what that means. Um, And I'm not prepared or in a position at this point to expand on that other than saying the FBI has everything and public knowledge is power and it's time for everybody to speak up. Yes, and I think they are. I think they get it. I think they realize we're at the end of this portion of this journey and that um, they're just, we're so close that the more, I guess, cooperation is really what, I know it's, it's hard when you say you don't have any evidence. It's all circumstantial. However, um, if enough people have firsthand knowledge, then it becomes stronger. Right. And I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, we've had a lot of people coming forward and telling us pretty much the same story. Um, From the beginning, there's been a lot of corroboration, but I think, you know, some of the things that were coming forward, you know, did involve some speculation that makes perfect sense. 
but still there's that question, you know, like what would make somebody mad enough to kill someone? And I don't, it's not even the mat. It's, and I don't mean to compare the two cases, but I never thought in my wildest dreams that this would be so closely related, in fact, not as far as the victim goes. However, as far as the um, perpetrator reportedly, allegedly go, as the Holly Bobo trial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's more than one person. They seem to be all these men against a small woman. And um, the, the death was... And the circumstances leading up to it were very close, closely related and um, drugs. It's just sad. It's it's sad that this is happening again within how many miles and how many months. Right. How much? uh, It's it's really closely related in those regards. Hey, um, so Missy says, can't believe Cookie lies to manipulate things in his favor. Um, Missy, I don't know if you're saying that, like, I've spoken to Cook and Cook's telling me these things. That is not, if that's what you're saying, that is not um, the case. Uh, The person that I've spoken with uh, is somebody who saw the video that Cook recorded of Karen being tortured so um I just I want to apologize right now you know if the if the kids are listening because I know that's I mean I know they're behind and they they want they're behind what we're doing and they want the truth but man I mean the graphic stuff can never be you know easy to listen to and you know they and have, that's they right, have, they right. Have and that's I mean it hit us hard it hit you and I hard. It hit Chastity hard. It, it was hit all really three of us hard. You guys haven't heard the recording yet of the statement no. today. No, no, and I, I have haven't. not. Other than the person that I handed it to to take to the FBI, that's the only other per. That's the only person right now at this point that is listening to this. And I will tell you that I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. That's- you know, I've worked. I've worked enough homicide investigations at this point and and the holly bobo case you know really toughened me up you know as far as you know um listening to graphic details and the lauren ag case which my um uh my my mentor sheila waisaki uh was is working and um you know and looking at looking at um autopsy pictures you know um just of people dead on the table and, you know, their body parts, you know, cut up and just put, you know, that, that will toughen you up. But what I listened to today just about broke me. It, it is, um, you know, what this, what this woman told me that she saw just about broke me. I don't think I can listen. I don't think I'll be able to do it. It's, it's, do I need, it's bad. Do I need to? It's bad. Yeah, I probably don't need to. 
It's bad. <laughs> I hate, to, I hate to say it, but I don't know if I need to. I might need yeah. to take it little bits and pieces at a time. Yeah. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Can y'all hear my cat? <laughs> my cat has yes. something to say. Yeah. Tell him, Jojo. Tell him. <laughs> well, um. I know there was something else I was going to say. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I just, I, I really feel close to a lot of the people there in Dyersburg now, you know, um, it's so funny that a year ago, I mean, the only reason I knew of that town was just driving past on my way to Memphis or wherever. And at this point, I just feel like, you know, we've really connected with a lot of people there. Oh, yes, we have, we have, um, they're really precious to us, but people in Dyer County, not just Dyersburg, but outside the, the Dyer County and um, in New Bern. And um, I don't even know if that's in the county. Right. That's how. But in that's it just it just they're wonderful, lovely people. Y'all are uh, the, if you're listening, the Dyer County that area let me just yeah. in that area you people are great and um you've really helped support us emotionally and it means a lot and we well, really just, really have friends there now that you really have, great friends it's it's good to know that you have so much support and yes you know we've had i think i could count on one hand how many people that we've had you know object to what we're doing. Um, not including law enforcement, of course. Um, but the, the amount of support that y'all have shown is tremendous. And, and that's really what keeps us going is it's the messages. It's the Facebook messages. Thank you so much. You know, thanks, thanks for having the balls to get in here and speak the truth, to get in here and kick rocks and, or kick rocks, (laughs) kick, kick dirt piles, whatever. I can't remember. I can't remember the way it's worded, but you know, just like all these different messages that we get where you guys are telling us, don't stop. Please don't give up. Please don't give up on us. You know, uh, we've had them saying you're our only hope, you know? And I mean, it really was, uh, you know, this, this person that was messaging me earlier said, you know, um, when I said the FBI agent encouraged me to take it public, this person says, oh, yeah, get it good and stirred up. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's kind of what needed to happen. It needed to get good and stirred up, you know, and it's like, I mean, I don't know how many how many times Tracy and I are like, OK, here we go. Uh, it's going to be a shit storm. Get your umbrella, you know, um, because, you know, we know when we get in there and, and start shaking things up that there's going to be some backlash. Um, but, but what gets us through the backlash is those of you who stand behind us. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, my, my motto, you know, has just always kind of been that, um, if you don't have enemies, then you're not doing something right. And, um, anytime you're doing anything good in this world, there's going to be adversity, but what are you going to do? 
you going to lay down and let them step all over you? You're going to, you're going to just go crawl under a rock and wait till you die and, and let them get away with what you know they're doing? Or are you going to stand up? I mean, at least if you stand up, I mean, I can't tell you they won't come after you. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you they won't kill you or hurt you or threaten you or whatever. I can't say that. I can't promise you that. But I can tell you that at least you'll go out of this world knowing that you did what was right. I don't know. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> no, Do you not like the way my pet talk ended, Tracy? <laughs> it's, it's, it's late, people. <laughs> I don't know if that's very encouraging. You're getting the real Heather and Tracy right now. Um, was, that, was that funny? Was that, was that yeah. funny? <laughs> it was... Hey, you may die, but at least you're. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, do you want to die not doing anything good for anybody ever? Or do you want to die knowing that you did something good? I'm sorry, but I'd choose the latter. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather live, you know, I'd rather die young and have made an impact than to live out a, a life of a hundred years and not done shit for anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, don't live your life afraid of dying. Don't, right. don't live your life afraid of standing up for what's right and the truth. You know? Yep. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Okay. Lord. I guess the podcast is cool. <laughs> We'll bring this to an end. No, I'm not done. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, no. Okay, so I guess I guess we're done with that with that part of it. But um, but I did want to wrap up with that. Um, you know, we I do feel like we are probably coming to the end on the Karen Swift case. Um, you know, all a lot of our questions have been answered. Um, you know, for a long time it's just been you know the who. Now we've got the who, what, where, when. How, why? And there's a point we've got to stop because we can't do everything. Law enforcement are not, I'm not talking, I'm talking certain agencies. Agencies are the ones that have to subpoena uh, bank records. There's certain things we cannot do. And people say, well, you know, we'll get messages. Do this. Well, this is what we can do. We can't. This is what, this is what we can do. And this is what I do do. Okay. I, I harass the living holy shit out of the FBI. Yes. Well, you you have, you don't say harass. We're not using the words harass. Well, I mean, you know, I you blow, I blow, them, I blow them up. I, I message them. Um, you encourage them to act is what you do. I You're, literally, um, I, determined. I literally, I literally text message the FBI agent. Like, I mean, I do this to a lot of them. Like, I'll I'll send a book, I'll send text, and and I don't care if they answer me or not. It's like, fine, don't answer me. But I know you're reading this. I know you're getting it. And but if they don't hear from you, then they're gonna know what's wrong. Where's Heather? So, <laughs> well, 
uh, you know, and I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, you know, when I, when I first started contacting the FBI with all this, they told me that when they, when they really got in it, they, they told me they were going to get in and work it. Um, mm. but they also told me that once they got in and started working it, that they wouldn't be able to communicate with me anymore. So, um, I, I'm trying to have faith that, um, you know, my not hearing from them, because I would think like, you know, if, if, if I'm sending them a, a ton of text messages telling them my witnesses are being threatened, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm telling them and giving them all this information and they're not responding, I mean, they're not saying, Hey, you know, okay, like leave us alone. We're done. You know, that we can't do anything about this. I feel like if they, if they didn't want to work it, if they weren't working it, then they'd probably tell me, you know, go away, leave us alone. You're, we don't, you know, we have no interest. None of this is valid. Go away. But they're not, they're not saying anything. And they did tell me in the beginning that he, he said, I'm going to warn you in advance. I'm going to give you a heads up. Just want to tell you once we get in there, you will not hear from us anymore. And I have not heard a peep, but I have made sure that even though I haven't heard anything from them, I've still shared everything. And at the end of the day, if anything happens to me or my witnesses or my team, they will have this information and all that will do will bring more attention to it. And we have both, or I have, I know that I have had a um, positive, uh, been watched positively. Um, I took a tag into the um, my local police department, who I love and trust. I'm so happy I live where I have a law, law enforcement agency that I just love and trust. And um, it was determined that it was the good guys. Mm -hmm. Not sure if it was FBI, not sure who it was. They didn't give me any of that, but they told me, don't worry. So um, that's nice to know. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want, I just want everybody to know, like, you know, when we say we are the justice warriors, I'm not just referring to me and my team. I'm referring to every single one of you out there that is standing up for what is right. That is coming. Oh, definitely. That is coming forward. Mm-hmm. That's coming forward with what you know, or even you know, I had somebody message me the other day and tell me something that I had already been told several times, and they they said, "I'm sorry if you've already heard this." No, don't be sorry, because the more that we hear it, the more corroborated it is. The more you know, I I mean, I want to hear it a hundred times, you know. So you may think that what you know or think you know is not important, but it is. And we want to hear it from you. And, um, I mean, literally my, my phone, my, my Facebook, it, it all night and all day it's going off. Um, y'all have been great about, you know, telling me, um, I feel like, you know, we really do have eyes and ears in that town. You know, people are telling us everything. 
I feel like we know everything in real time of what's going on with our suspects, <laughs> with, with everybody, you know, it's like, okay, this person did this today. You know, we saw this person here, you know, and, um, and it's, it's amazing. It's like our team, I, I can't even wrap my head around how, how strong and how big our team is right now. It's amazing. And I feel like, you know, we can really, we can do this. We can make a difference. We can change this. You know, everybody says, um, this town, you know, and, 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 and they talk about all the injustices and, you know, everything that's going on. Well, you know, I mean, I know one person can't change the world, but y'all are really coming together right now. Um, and you know, some of, some of my witnesses that have been threatened, I'm so proud of them you know, they still don't back down. I have witnesses that claim that, you know, that investigators have come and tried to strong arm them into retracting statements and they stand their ground and they say, no, I know what I saw. I know who it was. No, I'm not going to retract this statement. And that's what we need. Don't back down. If you know what you saw, if you know what you know, if you know that it's true, then fight for the truth. And um, that's it's it. amazing how many women have come forward and how many men <laughs> who know the truth don't. Well, isn't it? It seems like, you know, men tend to have this like, it's none of my business. I'm staying out of this kind of mentality. Yeah, um, but that's what that's like. That's a. They're not pussies. I guess power of the V. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. Woo! Did you just say that? The power of the V? Did you say that? Is that what you said? <laughs> now you got me laughing. Of course I did. Okay, y'all. Um... All right, so uh, we we are coming to the end of this case. Um, we are doing this documentary, um, and just I want to give y'all a little bit of a heads up where we're at with that right now. Um, I released this teaser last week that it's being released on October 30th. Since then, I've met with a major network, and they are interested in publishing this nationally. Um, which we were previously just going to do it, um, on a YouTube channel because, uh, of this, it's a lot of the corporate networks are afraid to do things that are not politically correct. And because of the sensitivity of this case and some of the things that we intend to bring forward, um, it was not going to be um, conducive with their policies, we'll just say. So, um, so we decided when, and, and I'll just say it, when, when, when Oxygen um, did not want <laughs> uh, to take some chances on, uh, on us, um, I, I told the producers, you know, just 
we'll just uh, do this on our own and we're just going to keep moving forward. And we decided we're just going to release this on the YouTube channel. Well, right after I made that teaser uh, about the documentary and everything we were going to be exposing, I did end up getting a phone call and having a conference with another major network that is in the uh, process of drawing up a holding contract. And um, so we may end up having to push back the release on the documentary. I'm just going to give you a heads up. May happen, may not happen. I don't know yet. You know, I was a musician for years before this, and I can't tell you how many record deals I had that fell through. So I don't hold my breath. I don't get excited until, you know, until it's in, until it happens. Um, you know, anything could fall through, but either way, um, it is going to go national. It will be published. It will be exposed. Everything that we know will come out. Um, I don't know if, uh, it will, I don't know if law enforcement will make a move and, um, and, and do what they need to do and, uh, charges will be brought, um, before or after, but, um, but at some point it will all come out, uh, one way or the other. And, um, we are also, rolling right into our next case. And I've had to tell people before, see, you know, when I work a case like this, like I said before, I'm consumed by it. We are consumed by it. The team is consumed by it. You know, it, it becomes our life, our goal in life, our, our priority, our main objective, you know, every morning when we wake up to the moment that we lay our heads down and fall asleep is that case. Um, so it's really difficult to, to work more than one at the same time. So I'm wrapping up on this case and I've already got the next one lined up and we are going to be jumping right into the next one as soon as we get to a stopping point with this one. And that case is Wesley Conway, Decatur County. Um, I've already done some interviews and, um, and, and we will be diving into that one just as hard as we dove into Karen Swift. So that's it, and I hope that y'all have a great evening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, from Tracy and Chastity. <laughs> Is Chastity still even there? Her <laughs> phone died. She was on the road. Oh, oh, no. So I said I would say goodbye for her. Okay. All right. We love you guys. And I mean, seriously, I meant what I said earlier, you Dyer County folks that we have bonded with that have become like family to us. We love you guys so much. And, and, um, we got you, we got, we got your backs. We will not stop. We will, we will keep fighting for you until, until, uh, until this comes to an end and justice is served and that's it. So between, uh, now and then keep it between the ditches and, um, Love and light, and keep on. Bye.
restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we